Do you think sometimes we've misunderstood what it means to, to pray, to just rest in God's presence? Praying is the centre of everything we do. And if we don't speak to God about how we are going to live, what we are to do, how can we walk? We walk aimlessly just doing our own thing and wasting time. When I first came into ministry, the Lord told me to study abide. It took me two years. And I studied every word from Genesis to Revelation. Wow, so you looked up every time the word abide was mentioned. Yes, and I studied it very seriously. I'm then flying over to Africa and said, Lord, have I learned to abide in you yet? After all, John 15, 7 to 11 is well known. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you shall ask what you will and it will be done to you. Hear my Father's glorified that you bear much fruit and so be my disciples. As the Father has loved me, so I've loved you. Continue my love. I mean, these are wonderful scriptures on abide. Yes, they are. And I thought that that was it. So I said, Lord, have I learned to abide? He said, no. He said, you're like a watering can. You come to me, you get filled up. You go back in the world, you get empty. And when you're empty, you come to get filled up. I want you to enter in and dwell in me. Oh my gosh. So back to the Bible, look up every word on dwell from Genesis to Revelation. And I saw a big difference. Those who abide at that level of abiding are called the Lord's friends. But those who dwell, which is a higher level of abide, he calls you his beloved. That's where I thought that I had reached it and abide. I mean, even uh, 1 John 2.28 says, And little children abide in him, that when he shall appear, we may have confidence and not be ashamed before him at his coming. Well, I thought, well, if we are going to meet the Lord and abide, it must be about there. But we read in scripture that those scriptures talk about us being his friends and dwelling in him, becoming his beloved. I just want to give you three scriptures on that. 1 John 4.13 Hereby know we that dwell in him and he in us because he has given us of his spirit. So if we are born again, if we are born of the spirit, Holy Spirit, it works. That's plain and simple. But the next one is Psalm 27, 4-5. One thing have I desired of the Lord that I will seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. Days of my life is while I'm here on earth. And then... Psalm 23 verse 6 says, Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Suddenly, uh, it got through. We all live in a house, we eat in a house, we sleep in the house, we do many things in the house. And then we go out of the house and we do our grocery shopping or go to work or sport or whatever we're doing. But we come back to the house. Done it the other wrong way around. Abiding in him is just like the engagement ring that you've been talking about all morning. Dwelling in God is really dwelling in God's house, which is prayer. Prayer is our permanent home. 
on earth and for all eternity. This made a massive difference. And then when we go out of the world, God goes with us and we don't get empty like happens when we abide in him now and then. Such a big difference. But the question is, how do you enter in? Well, it's not easy at first. I know I struggled at first. It once took me a day and a half. But I was so determined to get into God's presence, I wasn't going to stop till I'd got in. Wow. I tell you, when you get in there, you don't want to come out. And when you come into God's presence and you know it, you feel his love that just goes right through you and the peace that passes all understanding. You A total peace. You can relax in him. You can enjoy him. The devil can't tempt you anymore at this place. And then you go through the three levels of prayer, which have sp- the three final levels of prayer in the spirit. Worship in the spirit. Fellowship, having fellowship with the living God. And revelation when the Father speaks. When we enter in, enter in deeper until you lose your identity. In that we see ourselves so small and God so big that suddenly it's not about me, me anymore. Not what I want, but what God wants. Not what I think, but what God thinks. What not, not what I feel, but what God feels. And when you come to this level, God replaces our weaknesses with his strengths. He takes our fears and replaces it with his boldness. He takes our inadequacies, replaces them with his way. He takes our sicknesses, replaces them with his health. He takes bondage issues and replaces it with his freedom. I tell you that devil can't stand the presence of God. Sickness will leave. Demons will leave. Every negative thing will leave. They hate the presence of God. And the more you spend time in the presence of God, the more he renews you to think more like Jesus. And the more he renews you as you go out into the world, You see things differently. You see things more as Jesus would see things. And you're able to live in his victory, even in difficulties. I suddenly realized that that is how the disciples could sing and praise God while chained in prison. And what happened? An earthquake came and all the prison chains fell off. And they were free. That is how in the Old Testament the three danced in the flames. And then Jesus danced with them and they got out of that furnace unharmed. It's a different level of faith. And it's prayer that takes you into this level of faith which is absolutely dynamic and life-changing. 
and then he can use you to really affect others. Wow, this morning, Suzanne Pillar is just encouraging us to really seek to dwell in the presence of God and that she was so determined to access the presence of God that she spent a day and a half seeking it. 